بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا ونبينا أبي القاسم المصطفى محمد وعلى آله طيبين الطاهرين لا سيما بقية الله في الأرض We are reflecting on the last munajat of the whispered prayers of Imam Zain al-Abidin, which is Munajat al-Zahidin, of the abstainers and those who uh, try to be detached from attraction of the worldly pleasures. We reached this point. وَسَلِّمْنَا مِنْهَا بِتَوْفِيقِكَ وَعِسْمَتِكَ up to here we discuss alhamdulillah and now wanza'anna jalabiba mukhalafatik after requesting to be kept safe from the dunya which is the materialistic attraction of the temporary life we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to remove to strip from us the robes of opposing him Jalabib is the plural for Jalbab Sorry, I have to check my power. I am very sorry uh, the power was not connected so we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to remove to strip from us these jalabib which is plural for jalbab the dress which is normally the loose dress that we put on top is called jilbab. It is used also for ladies. And in the verse, one of the verses which is about hijab, we have yudnina alayhinna min jalabi bihinna. 
using hijab was not introduced by Islam it was already there and it is something natural but Islam made some uh, regulations for hijab one of them is sometimes they had a kind of hijab, a kind of top cover, but it was too loose and part of their body like their neck was uh, seen. So Allah said that they should keep it close to, uh, to their body to cover their body. So this is the meaning of jalbab and the plural is jalabib. So here we have a metaphorical expression disobedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a kind of dress as we have in the Quran that taqwa is also dress لباس taqwa ذلك خير so sometimes you are putting on yourself the dress of taqwa which keeps you very nice and tidy and attractive and protects you because when lebas or taqwa is on you enemies don't come to you enemies of Allah don't come to lebas or taqwa like for example if someone has on himself the uniform of a policeman the thieves won't go to him or if someone has the uniform or the dress of ulama then bad people don't go to them to uh, ask them to join us so sometimes this is a sign of having a special way of life which automatically pushes away the bad people but on the other hand sometimes there is instead of lebas or taqwa the dress of disobedience, the dress of sin. If they see that you have such a dress on, then they all come to you. And they will, all bad people come to you. And good people keep away from you. So this would increase the problem. So we say to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, please uh, take away from us these dresses and robes of sinfulness or opposing you it's very beautiful expression please you take over our affairs you be in charge of our affairs through your good sufficiency your good management Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is so kind and so helpful that he has an offer for all of us he says if you like I can accept to be in charge of your affairs I can be your wali Allahu waliyyul ladina amanu Although Allah is wali for every creature, every human being, but 
that is a generative taquini one so it means that by creation he is our guardian we are all under his control but there is a second sense of wilaya and that is Allah actually being your guardian and helping you in your affairs or putting you in the right direction this happens only to the people that they ask Allah for that therefore in some verses of the Quran you find that Allah is wali for everyone in some verses of the Quran you find that Allah is wali for mu'mineen and those who are against the truth their wali is not Allah their wali is Tahut because they listen to Tahut they ask Tahut to guide them those whose wali is Allah then on the day of judgment also they have Allah as their support those whose wali is Tahut on the day of judgment they have no one to look after them because Tahut cannot do anything for them and this is why in the Quran said they don't have mawla, they don't have master on the day of judgment, no one is there to help them. So if you like uh, in the paper about Walaya, I have brought these three types of verses of the Quran about Walaya. In any case, Allah is so kind and so merciful, so helpful that He says, I am your master. I am your Lord, I am your Creator, okay. But on top of that, if you want me to take over running and managing your life, that's to you. I am ready to do that for you. You know how difficult it is in dunya to find someone who does everything for us, even sometimes for temporary uh, time it's very difficult for example you have to travel to find someone to look after your shop you look after your house look after your family is not easy someone who is capable someone who is trustworthy and at the same time has enough time and loves you and is ready to take all the responsibility it's very difficult to find Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, I can take over all affairs of your life. Not in the sense that you retire and you do nothing, but in the sense that you work under my guidance, my leadership. If you accept to submit your affairs to Allah, I submit my affairs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take over and will guide us and then you would see how things go very smoothly and nicely for you and how you would have best results please you become guardian you become in charge you attend to our affairs through your good kefaya sufficiency because Allah is kafi, Allah is sufficient, Allah is adequate. Uh, in my recent trip to Toronto, we had a discussion with some brothers, and 
one question which came up was how much Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is involved in our life is it left to us is it uh, left to Allah or else and I explained the way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, functions and I said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the agent, the doer, the fa'il, as we say, fa'il, the agent for everything that happens in this world. But this doesn't mean that we have no role, there is a hierarchy. At the same time that he is in charge, but he has decided also us to be in charge of certain affairs. And of course, when it comes to our voluntary actions, he has decided us to be in charge with freedom. He has given us the understanding to discern between right, right and wrong, but he says you decide what to do and you have to do it in a responsible way, of course. But in addition to that, which is general for everyone, I said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has more obvious role in lives of some people. For some people, not only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is their creator and he is above everything and everything comes under his provision for some people it's much more because they have made a deal with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that they listen to Allah and they ask Allah to be in charge then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes into every area of their lives and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala helps them in a very specific way Everything in their life would be given a flavor by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, this is very important. Allah is there and so kind that he has this offer for us. And we should be very... Uh, uh, I don't want to use, you know, uh, impolite words, but uh, uh, I can say stupid, I'm sorry. We should be very stupid to not accept this offer and think that we can do everything better than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, here we say, please, you take over and you be in charge of our affairs. وَأَوْفِرْ مَزِيدَنَا مِنْ سَعَةِ رَحْمَتِكَ Please, grow. Please amplify our increase from the boundless plenty of your rahmah, your mercy. Allah has inclusive, all-embracing rahmah. So his rahmah, his mercy is wasa'at, as we have in the Quran, wasa'at rahmati kullu shay. Or as the angels say to Allah, Rabbana wasi'ta kulla shay'in rahmatan wa'ilma. His knowledge, his rahma, have embraced everything. So, now we ask Allah, please give us more from this inclusive, all-embracing rahma that you have. Of course, everyone has already got something. Because without having some matter rahma of Allah, some portion of mercy of Allah, we could not have 
come to existence and we could not have continued to exist. So we have already some rahmah, but we want more, we want mazid. So we want to have plenty of Allah. We want to have his rahmah in abundance. So please amplify our increase from the boundless plenty of your mercy. Salat is written like Salat, but it is not Salat, it is Salat, which is the plural form for Salah. Salah means gift, and Salat means gifts. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us everything as gift. Do you know why? Because whatever he gives us is not because he owes, he's in debt to us. No, it's a gift. He gives me my life. Is it something that he's giving to me as a price for something that I have given to him? As an exchange, as a return? No, this is a gift gift of life, gift of intelligence, gift of health, gift of having good parents, gift of having Iman, gift of having friends, family, community, children, there are so many gifts. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us these salat, these gifts. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, please give us very beautiful of these gifts please make the way you give us these gifts a very a special way very beautiful means give us a lot give us so much that no need would remain you know sometimes a person gives a gift to you but with bad akhlaq you wish you would not have taken this from him or give you a gift but that gift is not useful give you something that you already have several or plenty of them at home for example gives you say a pen but you have yourself many but sometimes he gives you a pen right at the time that you don't have any pen this is different this is very beautiful this is jamil jamil means beautiful or, for example, he gives you something that would remain for you. You always use it. So, there are different types of gifts. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make the gifts that he gives us beautiful, very nice. And where do these gifts come from? What is the source? What is the treasure from which these gifts come? Min from the overflow of your grants. Faith is a very beautiful word in Arabic. When you have a fountain or a pool and water is too much, is overflowing, this is called faith and fayabon. So Allah has so much that this is overflowing. Sometimes people ask why Allah has created us 
there are different explanations and answers. One is this, that Allah's Rahmah is overflowing, his faith, his faith cannot be stopped. Someone like Allah, with all the perfection that it has, and all the power that it has, and all the love and mercy that he has, he should create. If he doesn't create, we have to question. If you are a teacher, you have knowledge, you have skills, and you love to teach and educate people, then if you ask someone why you are teaching, this is not a good question. If this person has knowledge and skills and um, loves to teach, then you ask him why you teach. It's very natural. Yes, if he has the knowledge, has the skills, has love to teach, but he doesn't teach, then here we have to ask why you are not teaching. This is surprising, but if he teaches, it's very natural. So Allah has so much and also loves to give so much that it's naturally coming in a very, uh, you know, increasing and also unlimited way. It's very beautiful. It's not limited and also it seems that his Rahmah is increasing because the more he gives, the more we can receive. It's very beautiful. Like for example, if you have a very knowledgeable teacher, the more you learn from him, the more you can learn. The greater levels of knowledge will be available for you. And this is why we say in dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Ya man la taziduhu kathratul illa judan wa karama. O oh, the one that giving in abundance would not increase him except his generosity. It's not that Allah is going to become poor. No, the more he gives, the more generous he becomes. Because our capacity would be increased. The only limitation comes from our capacity. We have limited capacity. So, this faith, this overflow of Allah's grants and gifts is the source, is the treasure and we want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us very special, beautiful, nice gifts from this treasure. وَأَغْرِسْ فِي أَفْئِدَتِنَا أَشْجَارَ مَحَبَّتِكَ Oh Allah, please plant in our hearts the trees of your love. This is again very beautiful. Sometimes you have a guest to decorate your house, you buy some flowers from outside. Okay, that makes the house beautiful, but that is temporary. Sometimes when some VIP people visit a place, they temporarily even bring trees. They bring trees from outside and they put the trees and of course those trees may not remain but 
they just want to you know please that visitor for example the king is going to open a university or I don't know an institute in desert to say that you know we have very good you know for example greenery they bring you know sometimes flowers trees grass everything from outside so it can remain for a few days or few hours but sometimes tree is planted it has its roots and it has come from the same land the roots have penetrated into the soil and this has become very strong as we say in the Quran about about the good tree the pleasant tree the roots are very solid they are very strong and firm because they have gone into the soil and become part of the soil very connected you cannot easily uproot them but the branches and the leaves are in the sky every season it gives its fruits <coughs> so we don't want to have love for Allah as a flower which is brought from outside or a tree which is brought from outside okay at that time it's good but then it will dry out I want to have love for Allah in my heart as a tree that has grown inside my heart it's not brought from outside it's not borrowed it's coming from here it has established itself this is the request please plant in our hearts the trees of your love please complete for us the lights of your knowledge we have alhamdulillah some knowledge and this knowledge has light but we want more and mu'min would not be satisfied would not be content with the light that he or she has he wants more even on the day of judgment Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that the mu'mineen would say to Allah Rabbana atmim lana nurana waqfir lana please complete our light and forgive us yes when it comes to material life we should be content we should be qani' we should be pleased with what we have we can improve but we should not be greedy but in comes when it comes to spirituality to iman to light we should be wishing and willing and eager to have more so please complete for us the lights of your knowledge your knowledge means knowledge of you means our knowledge about you in Arabic sometimes 
when I want to say, um, for example, knowledge of an object, I say that object's knowledge means knowledge about it. وَأَذِقْنَا حَلَاوَةَ Please, let us taste the sweetness of your pardon. When Allah forgives, when Allah pardons, not only He's forgiving in the sense that He's not going to punish us for that, but also it means that Allah helping us to recover from the terrible situation that we had when we committed that sin. You know, so for example, if I have eaten a poisonous food and I'm poisoned, so to receive health to be cured means that I am recovering from that illness means that the poison should go away from my body it doesn't just mean that the doctor would say okay I'm not going to blame you because you drank that poisonous thing and although you knew that it's poisonous but I don't blame you now because you have yourself become very sorry you are regretful so I'm not going to blame you no no this more than that when Allah is not going to blame us or punish us he does something more he tries to recover he tries to restore the damage that we have caused to ourselves and therefore you would have then a very beautiful experience if someone's sins are forgiven he feels very light he feels that he has been freed from thousands of kilograms of chains he has been washed from darkness he has a new experience he feels that he's like a newborn baby he just wants to cry as a newborn baby out of joy so this taste of forgiveness is very beautiful and may Allah inshallah enable us to taste that and then not to commit sins anymore give us to taste please let us taste the sweetness of your pardon and the pleasure of your forgiveness the same thing please gladden our eyes on the day of meeting you with the vision of you everyone is going to meet Allah ya ayyuhan nas sorry ya ayyuhal insan innaka kadihun ila rabbika kadhan famulaqi oh man oh human beings you are all struggling 
and you would finally meet your Lord. Mulaqi. Mulaqi comes from Laqa. You are all going to meet Allah. But is this going to be a very happy and joyful and enjoyable experience for everyone? No. When we meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, one of the two happens. Sometimes we are very happy. Our face is very enlightened, illuminating, open, looking at Allah. But on the other hand, there are people that were presented before God, but they don't dare looking at Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Their face is covered with dust. So people have different experiences. Of course, when we say looking at Allah, as we have said many times, it doesn't mean looking by the physical eyes. When Quran says, They look at the Lord, it doesn't mean with the physical eyes. It is with the eyes of the heart. So, O oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, please make our eyes very happy, very satisfied by being able to look at you on the day of liqa, on the day of resurrection. This is the best encounter that you can have. This is the closest relation that you can have, this liqa that we are so close to Allah that we can feel His presence because Allah is always close to us but sometimes we don't feel that closeness on the Day of Judgment we feel that closeness we feel that there is a communication between us and Allah but we don't want there to be like criminals in front of the judge in a court we want to be there like someone who has done something good and now they want to thank him and praise him and give him a word but whatever we have requested so far cannot happen if there is excessive love for dunya in our heart this is a troublemaker this is an invader. We have to get rid of this. So that hub for Allah can come in. Please remove, dislodge the love of this material world from our spirits. You know, we all know that doesn't mean love for nature love for uh, you know our planet earth because sometimes we say this is dunya no no dunya as you all are familiar with this concept means to be attached to temporary life to be attached to physical material life to have excessive love for material life this is the problem and this is as 
we have in hadith ra'su kull khati'ah hubbu dunya ra'su kull khati'ah it's the foundation it's the root for all the mistakes so oh Allah please remove this excessive love for dunya from our hearts kama fa'alta bis salihin min safatik this is not something which has no precedence you have already done this with the righteous servants of you those who have been chosen because of the good qualities that they have by you so please give us this opportunity to be treated like them the pious people again who are singled out who are chosen who are selected by you so I don't want just to be a little or an average uh, person in this spiritual journey I want to be with the best people that you have not because I am good I am qualified no because you are so kind and so generous that if someone really wants something you give him if someone really wants something I want to tell you that I really want this I really want to be with your selected people. I want to be with the prophets, with the imams, with the holy people, with the great ulama. In dunya, I want to be with them. In akhirah, for sure, I want to be with them. Even if for some reason it's not possible to be with those people in dunya, it's not possible for us to be with Imam Zaman right now we cannot see our imam of course he's with us but we cannot see him it's not possible to be with rasulullah in this world it's not possible to be with lady fatima salamullah this world okay with all the pain and all the difficulties i try to remain patient but i don't want to be in akhirah away from them that is not possible and i want to make this very clear that in Akhirah, we have to be with them. It's not a matter of 40 years, 50 years, 60 years being away from them. It's a matter of eternal life. How can I be away from them eternally? It's impossible. So we definitely want to be with the good people in dunya and Akhirah, but very especially in Akhirah. If in dunya I can be with good people, but not the best because the best are not accessible to me still I have access to good people I want to be with them but in Akhirah I want to be with all the best people so this is the request which is the final request to be with the Abrar with the good people with the pious people and these are the people that Allah has bestowed His blessings upon them. This is the, the people that we ask in every prayer to be able to be their companions on our journey on the Sirat al-Mustaqim. Then we say, Everything that I ask is through your Rahmah. O oh, the one who is the most merciful of the merciful, Waya Akram al Akramin, who is the most generous of the most generous or the most honorable 
of the Most Honorable. I hope that inshallah whatever we have said in these munajats uh, on the tongue of Imam Zain al-Abidin would be accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and inshallah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would give us everything that Imam Zain al-Abidin has asked for in these munajat inshallah. Okay, now let us have our questions. Question one, Salam Sheikh, thanks for all your help. Alaikum assalam wa rahmatullah. That's my pleasure. If a non-Muslim who is close to you, like your brother, says Salam alaikum, can we reply wa alaikum assalam, or can we say to him Salam alaikum to him? Yes, you can say Salam alaikum. Uh, if uh, some people say salam in a bad way you know like some people in the time of rasulullah instead of saying salam they used to say sam sam alaykum which means death to you then rasulullah was saying alaykum uh, not saying completely salam alaykum because they offered uh, death so that's different issue but with the normal people we can pray for them to have peace can offer salam and that's not a problem question to dear Sheikh salam alaikum alaikum assalam wa I am unemployed for last five years and tried my best to search the job according to my qualifications for job hunting I traveled from Pakistan to Dubai but failed to get job earlier I was not performing my wajibat especially salat now I am regularly offering my prayers by the grace of Allah Please guide me or recommend me any wazaif or dua for sustenance. Also recommend me wazifa or dua for spiritual strength. Yeah. Inshallah, if you uh, look for a good job, which is an honorable job, a job that doesn't need you to go through lots of uh, humiliation, lots of, you know, contact with bad people, inshallah, an honorable job. If you look for it and you qualify for your, yourself for it and you pray, especially if your parents pray for you, if you pay sadaqah, inshallah, this will happen. I very much recommend uh, these uh, beautiful words of Allah in the beginning of Surah Talaq. من يتق الله يجعل له مخرجا ويرزقه من حيث لا يحتسب ومن يتوكل على الله فهو حسبه إن الله إن الله بالغ أمره قد جعل الله لكل شيء قدرا. So if you can read these verses very often, or even if you can ask someone to write it for you on your ring, it would be inshallah. Solving your problem, but the prayer of your parents is also very important. Question three, and this is also good for your spiritual strengths. And try to remember Allah subhanahu wa taala as much as possible. Try to invocate the names of Allah with attention, like La ilaha illallah or Salawat. These are very powerful, but if it is done in the state of Attention. Question three. Salam. Alaikum salam. 
I like the analogy of planting the seed of love of Allah as a tree to grow from within. Can you explain why many religious people who consider themselves as good people but end up doing bad things in the name of Allah? Yeah, uh, those people that maybe also we are included, uh, inshallah you are not, but I am worried about myself, that they have religiosity, but this religiosity is not deeply rooted. This religiosity, as you said, is not planted and grown. It's like a kafir mentality, but just it looks like a Muslim. This is not good. I am like an atheist, meaning I am forgetful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but then I only repeat the names of Allah, I pray, but my heart is forgetful of Allah. This is not working. If love for Allah is in your heart, then you should become merciful. You should become like your beloved. You should be very gentle, very soft, very attractive to people. How can you harm people? How can you annoy people? Yes, there are troublemakers that they don't like good people. That's their problem. But as far as you are concerned, you try to be kind to everyone. You try to be helpful to everyone. If love for Allah is really there, this is happening automatically. So we have to be very careful not to do things without love, not to do things just as a routine, as an obligation. We should do them out of love. Question 4. Can you explain more how you can entrust your efforts to Allah, both Allah's role and our role? Yes. You should do your best. So, for example, you want to marry, you want to start a business. I don't know, you want to do some community work. So, it doesn't mean that you do nothing or you do things in the way which is not proper. No, you do things in a very professional, efficient way. You think, you consult, you take advice, you plan, you spend time, but you know that everything that you do and you know is very limited. There are many, many things that you cannot know in advance. Even there are many things that you can know in advance, but your time is limited. You cannot you know, study for many years before taking any decision. So, we do our best. Something that, according to common sense of believers, would be taken as sufficient. But we always entrust our affairs to Allah. We say, oh Allah, please help me. I have been able to come to this point, but I cannot go all the way to the destination. I need your help. I need your advice. Like going to my teacher or my alim and saying, you know, I have been reading, studying, thinking. I have come up to this stage, but I need your guidance. Please first check if I have done something wrong, correct me, and also 
show me how to go forward so we cannot suspend our functioning and say we entrust it to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we delegate it to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala no we have to be very active but in a very efficient way and at the same time we have to request Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to come into our lives I should invite Allah to come to my business to my study to my family life to my community life and say please you guide me through this is a beautiful friendship or even partnership that you can make with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would invite you to help him it's very beautiful Allah says in the Quran Allah says also now I invite you to help me with my efforts Allah wants to guide people Allah wants to solve the problems of people who suffer Allah doesn't want people to remain in poverty in illiteracy in fear in terror so you can also be partner of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not because he needs you no because he wants to give you honor of being part of a prestigious job a godly job that Allah gives you the opportunity to be involved to be his helper you know how much we have to thank Allah for giving us this opportunity to be his helper to be among the greatest people to continue the job of the prophets and Imams so there's a beautiful partnership that we can have with Allah starting from our lives and then extending to the whole uh, human global life May Allah inshallah enable us to experience that. Uh, respect the Sheikh with regards to asking Allah to give us a taste of the sweetness of his pardon and thereafter feeling that spiritual relief and recovery after committing a sin for which you ask forgiveness for. I've experienced both, but I have fell into the same sin in doing so. I felt like I have failed Allah. Can you please guide me, direct me to how to supplicate and amal that will help prevent me? Yes. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as soon as he sees that we are sincerely sorry and we regret really, honestly, he forgives us. Although he may know that I'm going to do the same thing tomorrow, but today, if I am really sorry, he forgives me. If I'm honestly sorry but this is very sad that he forgives me again I do the same thing the reason for this problem is that sometimes when we commit a sin we commit it because there is a pressure uh, pressure there's an attraction for example I am very hungry and when I'm very hungry I steal a piece of bread from someone when I eat the bread and my hunger is over 
with no pressure, then I say, Astaghfirullah, I'm not going to do this anymore. But again, tomorrow when I'm hungry, I'm doing the same thing. So, this is not a progress. Because when you are put in the same condition, you have done the same. A real progress, a real tobe, is to reach that level of understanding and commitment and to gain that amount of power that you can control yourself even if you are put in the same condition. So, after eating that stolen bread, I am very sorry. And I'm saying that I'm not going to do this anymore. Not because now I am not hungry. No, because I have understood the ugliness of theft. I prefer to die and not to steal. Even if I am dying and I really need in need of a bite of food, I go and beg for food. I would not take property of people without their permission. Or I take with the intention of giving them back if I'm really going to die, which is you know, emergencies. That's different issue. But when there is no issue of life and death, I'm not going to do this. I have improved my understanding. I've improved my commitment. So, what we need to do is to reflect on two things. One is on the ugliness of sins in two ways. Every sin has a specific ugliness. For example, to tell lies is very ugly. To backbite is very ugly. And these uglinesses are different. But also there is a common ugliness in all the sins, which is terrible. And that is to disobey our beloved. The one who has done all the good things for us. And the one who doesn't want anything from us except our own goodness. Then to commit sin against him, against his will, and to appear as a person who questions his authority, this is very painful, this is very ugly. Imagine if there has been a person who has been supporting you for 10 years, 20 years, everything that you have is from him, then you disobey him, you question his authority, you say, I don't listen to you, it doesn't matter to me whether you are happy with me or not, this is very ugly, this is not fair. So, if we reflect on the ugliness of the sins, in common, in general, and the specific ugliness which is there in every specific type of sin, then inshallah we would not commit the sins even if we are put in the same condition. 
So we have to improve our understanding and our commitment, inshallah. And at the same time, of course, we have to pray to Allah to give us this uh, strength, this support, these munajat, munajat of sharkin, for example, those who complain to Allah. It's very beautiful. And you can, inshallah, read them. So I think our time is over. And I want to thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on behalf of all of us for giving us this opportunity to share uh, these beautiful words of Imam Zain al-Abideen among ourselves to reflect together on these words and inshallah to try to uh, implement them in our life. We are very grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for all his gifts and for this particular gift. I am very also grateful for uh, Allah subhanahu wa to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for giving me brothers and sisters like you with whom instead of wasting our time, instead of you know having idle chats, we can have such a beautiful uh, discussion, such a beautiful questions that you have shared with me. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep me always uh, in company of good people like you, inshallah, in dunya and akhirah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, inshallah, protect you and your family and the community, inshallah. And I hope that, inshallah, we would be able to continue these webinars. Now, this series has come to an end. And maybe, inshallah, after uh, one or two weeks, we will start a new series. But before deciding what to do, we want to receive your suggestions, your ideas, your proposals about what would be the most needed and suitable topic for you. Uh, so please uh, send your ideas and inshallah we reflect on them and we hope to we'll be able to make a good decision inshallah. Please remember us in your du'as. And I especially also thank uh, Brother Hussein and everyone who has helped us and given us <coughs> this uh, technical support and this platform for uh, having our webinars. May Allah give his uh, endless support to everyone who is helping uh, Mu'mineen to be uh, moving forward in gaining more knowledge of Allah, more love of Allah, inshallah. Wa akhiru da'wana and alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen.